with Lars and Cyrus who had like, you know, a useful character behind them. <laughs> so um, you were recording all of this, right? No. Uh, all the content. I don't live for the pod. We're not here to uh, hashtag lives content. for me. Yeah, exactly. That is true. So one of you should host. Boom. Seven hundred and thirty-five hours. Seven hundred and thirty-five hours. That's a long time, Andy. Yeah, I wish that um, it could be on my PC, and that's all I'll say. Maybe one day. Hello, Andrew and Michael. This is We Were Gamers, episode three hundred and sixty. Three six zero. We have a full Xbox. Hey. We'll do. We'll do a do a three sixty and walk back the way we came. What a weird name for a console yeah i don't know how they pulled it out i'm not you know the first one was called the xbox right yeah. uh-huh and then you would think they'd be like i can understand you know they were competing against the they had ps2 had had just finished or was the old console so you don't want to be xbox 2 when right. the ps3 is coming out that that's a bad look yeah but is I, I don't know how you get 360. I don't, I don't know how you get there. I don't know, especially since... I'm not it, available to figure was, that one out. It was outputting in 720, so who knows? I don't know. Yeah. All those consoles back then were... It, this still happens, right? All the consoles lie about all the resolutions. They're like, we support 1080p gaming on the PC, on the PS3 and Xbox yeah. 360. It's no. like... 1080i, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. If there's a game that even outputs 1080p... It's like 1080p three frames. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, you, and I mean, you it, need it's like the next one. It was like, oh, the PS4 does 4K. It's like, no, it yeah. doesn't. Ten frames a second. If you yeah. even have the right cable, which most people it, didn't at the time. Right, and it's like, oh, it it is 4K, but it's like checkerboard rendering, and you're like, so it's not 4K. <laughs> <laughs> Little patches I mean, of it are. It's not even just a console problem. I remember when the iPhone decided to skip nine. Oh, you got to have X, bro. X is yeah. so cool. What a cool skip, number. Because the Android somehow jumped ahead. And so they were like, because well, we can Android puts their versions out really quick and just like revs up, you know? They just like. Yep. It's just the you know, same thing where Android skipped 13, right? Because they're like, ah, bad, bad number. We're, yeah, we're so on 14 the, now. So we like, can what? get ahead of the iPhone numbering again. <laughs> It's a 13 is an unlucky number, guys. Yeah, we're just skipping it. It's fine. We're on. You know, uh, I was at a hotel uh, two weekends in a row, actually, these last two weekends. And and it's a common, common conception that uh, floors of elevators. There's no floor 13, right? Mm -hmm. That Um, is true. Yeah. In the in the U.S. Right. Also, also true, Michael. Yes. Thank you, Michael. Good point. Uh, We do have international listeners. So for you international listeners, this is how dumb your Americans are. Uh, we're not allowed to have floor 13 in buildings. Uh, and at the hotels I was at, no room 13s either. Really? Yeah, both the hotels I was at this last weekend did not have room 13s. Did they it, skip it, or were yep. all the rooms even numbered? Mm, one of them, I don't know the answer to that. The other one, yes, they just skipped it. I would oh. imagine. 
sufficiently big hotels usually do. It's like odds left side of the corridor, evens right side or some kind of scheme like that. One side of the hallway, the other side of the hallway, something like that. Yeah. So no one is being fooled when it's like 209, <laughs> 211, 215. Uh-huh. No one is fooled here whose room uh-huh. that is. But they do it. Just like, you know, you people on floor 14, you know what floor you're on. What do you mean, yeah. you people? That's what I mean. It's like, you know, no one is being tricked here. Um, very silly. Although I think other some other countries have similar things around the number four, right? Oh, do they? An unlucky number. Yeah. I think that's a Chinese superstition, the number four. Maybe it's Japanese. I don't know. I know they I like sevens. Talking. <laughs> there are different numbers in, in every different culture that are good and bad luck, right? Yeah, write yeah, us an email. Definitely. Tell us about bad luck and your and weird hotel things that uh, people do. You know, yeah, please. I, I I do find that stuff interesting. I know, like, there's a whole you know, all sorts of cultures have different weird numbers. So please get them out there and explain them to us because that's fascinating to me. Um, well, so Andy, it sounds like you were uh, you were busy this weekend. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna guess you didn't get to watch any SGDQ. I, in fact, uh, almost forgot to donate. I, I didn't even get my name in for any of the incentives or any of that sort of stuff. I remembered at the last second to donate uh, before the donations closed, like at midnight the night of Sunday when the, the stream had already ended. <laughs> yeah, the, the wife and I usually like to check the T-shirt designs and see if there are any cool ones and buy those. And mm-hmm. I think we did that. And then I don't really think we watched too much. No, I didn't really uh, have much time. I noticed that the viewership in general seemed a little bit lower um, th- than previous. And I don't know if you guys remember, but they used to crack like three million on these things. And this one was, I think, barely two. Uh, one six five. That might have been before they pulled, counted the online stuff. But yeah, I think it's over two now. Okay, but SGDQ is generally the the lower trafficked of the two. Uh, I think Games Done Quick had a big drop too. I don't know if it's just because we're all so much busier now nowadays. Um, so I kind of wanted to dig into this a little because oh, I, okay, that was a common sentiment, right? I saw a lot of people on the internet talking about like, oh, GDQ is going on. Is so and so doing this? Are these people going? Is this happening? And people are all just kind of like, meh. Yeah, like I think. I think GDQ might be in trouble, guys. Well, let's see. GDQ 2020 was 3.1. 2021 was 2.7. 2022 was 3.4. 2023 was 2.7. And then SGDQ SGDQ in 2020 was 2.3. 2021, 2.9. 2022, 3 million. Then this one, yeah, 2.2. So is it more regressing towards a mean post-COVID? Could be, yeah. Right, because less... it would have gotten a big bump with everybody stuck at home and there being a whole bunch of stuff to watch. Less viewership? So, I, yeah, I wonder if that's it, if it's the COVID stuff wearing off. or Disposable if it's, income? Maybe some of that. You know, the people say the economy is bad, inflation, yada, yada. But I think some of it is that like the sheen is wearing off a little bit. Mm. It's kind of routine. Yeah. How many times People... do you want to watch um, 
Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess runs, I guess. You know, I think I think people in like, you know, maybe in the sphere of the Internet that I'm in now, it's much harder to wow them with a speed run. And so, like, if you're running, you know, a two and a half hour RPG. You are you're going to have to find people who are big fans of that game to watch that. Right. Because I am not interested, probably. Unless it's a game to. I personally am a huge fan of, right? I guess I guess maybe that was a COVID thing, right? Because I know in the last couple of years, I definitely watched some of those long runs. I watched like a, was it, how long was that Skyward Sword run, Michael? It was like we were texting during it. It was like seven hours. Uh, They did a full run. Yeah, it was something long. I don't know if it was quite that long, but Skyward it was a long Sword run. is a long game, so it must be long if they're doing everything. Yeah, it might have been six or seven. I can't remember, but I remember us watching it. So I wonder, you know, are are they going to run into trouble now because of, you know, the, the newness factor? Like new games and new fun speed games don't come out that quickly. Mm-hmm. And there isn't, you know, the, the big mainstays, the like games that everyone loves. Well, like people have seen those speed runs now. That's not fun to watch. I think they still get good viewership for like the big relay races among communities that do that. You know, the big like. Uh, you know, races for various games that have races, you know, where Mario they get Maker four people two. or whatever. Yeah, Mario Maker, that kind of stuff. But like, similarly, like the audience for Mario Maker is way down from where it used to be. That's not a that's not a game that does it for people anymore, you know. And God knows Nintendo doesn't seem to have that game on their radar anymore. <laughs> they're not <laughs> rushing out of Mario Maker they're, three anytime soon. I'll tell you one, that. Yeah. Yeah. So I I just wonder is that going to put like a lot of like. Maybe GDQ is okay with that, right? You know, coming down to a more steady kind of level, maybe a more sustainable level. Um, You know, can't chase the increasing profits forever, right? Or not profits. Anyway, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, You know, it's because I I totally noticed it too, Andrew, right? When you're like, oh, these numbers are low. Like the viewership numbers are just low. You know what's fascinating is... You could uh, go in there and you'd expect like 40,000 people at any time. It's like 18,000. Yeah. Yeah. If. Yeah. Yeah. And what what was fascinating to me is, I don't know if you guys watched the interviews with the um the the interviews with Doctors Without Borders or the inter- interviews with uh, Prevent Cancer Foundation. They used to be like, eh, just like this is the CEO person, this is the the random executive that got invited to talk about it. And I noticed. Last year or the year before to start, I was starting to see the same faces. And this year they really just let the cat out of the bag that they now have departments at these two places that are just you people that have been hired to promote uh, streaming donation campaigns. And they don't even interview like CEOs and like the like the coolness of like this event is big and huge and kind of unexpected and it gets the attention of the the big wigs is kind of mm-hmm. also worn off right now. They just have spokespeople specifically for streaming events. And like those people did interviews. And, and one of the interviews, they said like the 3 million last year they got from games done quick was enough to fund their um, operations in like three or four countries. I mean, that's, Crazy. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So the- it's almost like, yeah, maybe the the wow, this underground thing is fun might have worn off if they've even corporatized the side of 
like, oh, now we need to have like streaming managers for these companies that are getting donations. And I think that's the other unfortunate thing is that that corporatization and the like relentless like policing of everything forces the runs to be less interesting. The runners can't have personality. They can't, you know, make I don't it, this isn't a culture war mm, thing. They do, they, they do though. They, nah, it's not it's not true. You go watch some of those streamers that do those runs on their own streams and they are so much more entertaining. Really? Yeah. It, watching them at GDQ is like a completely sanded down corporate experience. Not just because of like what they can and can't say. That's not even it. But the GDQ experience isn't the same as watching a person stream. Like the streamers are wildly entertaining people for the most part. But on a GDQ stage, they're kind of just sitting there and like some people behind them are talking about what they're seeing. That's not an exciting format usually. These people are usually the best about like talking about what they're doing, chatting with the chat, having like interactions and stuff like that. And you can't do that at GDQ. You can't see the chat. Well, and the chat is... is like only people that have paid. And so the, like the vast majority of people aren't even there. Well, there's some options here for it. I would be cautious to say like it's it's over. The whole thing's dead. I think. Oh, I super don't mean some... that. It's just. There's some I, I options here have... for what, what could be happening. And one of them might be, hey, this was like only the second event in person since 19. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the people that are used to the event, like the Spike Vegeta was still there, still doing fun stuff, but he's not there every single run like he used to be. You know what I mean? Like there's there's mm -hmm. a lot of broadening of the the people participating. And so that could also be a learning curve for some of these people that don't then get the chance to be in person again for another two years, because there's so many people applying to do runs. Yeah. You know, it's a skill, that. it's a skill that, that, to stream. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah. I mean, it's a skill, right? It, and yeah. it takes development. Even, even, uh, even if you stream well, I guess is what I'll say. Yeah, I was going to say it's funny that you say that because I I in looking through the the game list for this year, I felt like there were a lot more games that I didn't recognize. Oh yeah. You yeah, know, there the were there were the big names the that you would expect, but yeah, it definitely felt like they were casting a casting a wider net. I mean, that's the part I support. Usually I don't have oh, an for issue sure. with watching new games if they're interesting. But every time I turned it on, it was like lifelessless is what i felt most of the time i noticed that the crowd in the back was tiny even during a, like runs when i would have thought they would be huge so i don't know how many people actually went yeah i guess that's also a thing right and i know some of the streamers that i watch separate from gdq talk about that the the influence that gdq has or it used to have is not big anymore right like the most of the big streamers that used to be part of these GDQ runs and stuff aren't going to go anymore because it doesn't make any financial sense for them to, right? Other it than it never like, made they financial want to support sense. the charity, right? Well, yeah. it did when they were unknowns and then they got a break, right? That's the stuff that doesn't happen anymore. No one breaks GDQ, right? Hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. I know they also lost their CEO to health issues, right? Uh, no, not passed away, but I think he he had to step down. I'm sorry. Ah, uh, well, still sad, to be more clear with that, I, I believe he stepped away after 
a, a GDQ or SGDQ last year it was very it's like recent in the scheme of things but um mm. it's possible yeah, I mean, that you know, has that also stuff affected is, the of like, course right you know it's there's 10 billion things that go into huge events like this and literally nothing that we said could have been a factor or all of it could have been to some degree right we we don't really know Mm. Um, but enough doom and gloom about it. Did we actually watch any runs? I did watch at least one run that I liked. Did you catch any, Michael? Yeah, so I caught the uh, Symphony of the Night randomizer run. Oh, man. That was fun. Okay, dang. You and I watched the same one. <laughs> oh, did we? <laughs> uh, I love uh, I love this for us. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, they, they seemed like they were having fun in that one. Um, mostly because it became a run, it, it became a run about them needing to find like the last thing. And every time they Always got to the a check, yeah, every time they got to a check, it wasn't what they needed. They're like, all right, this will be it. No. This is the one. No, this is not the one. <laughs> it became a very, your princess is in another castle. Okay. Where else can we go? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love symphony of the night as we've talked about on this podcast before. Uh, and the randomizer just seems like bonkers, man. I, I had never seen it. I, I've always seen just regular runs with, you know, either glitch or no glitch, or, but still the regular progression. Yeah, I, I knew they invented one at some point. I I don't know that I know enough about that game to play <laughs> randomizer. I, I think I worry that I would just never find anything. Um, maybe it'd be fun to try once. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they, they looked another... like they were having a good time uh even though as it got increasingly <laughs> bad every time they missed the check yeah. and didn't find the thing they were looking for they were definitely amused by it uh i did have uh i do have one other one flag that i want to watch and you you brought up spike um oh, he yeah. did a majora's mask randomizer run oh cool he does he does a lot of randomizers on his things yes yeah i, I watch his channel uh pretty regularly so that one, uh, that one will be fun. I don't actually know how the Majora's Mask randomizer works either. Yeah, I'm just thinking like, because with the mechanic of that game, where right? You're yeah, yeah. Days. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Ooh. I soup. I've only played that game like one time in my entire life. I do not know enough about that game to even understand how that <laughs> would go. It's like, what? Don't you need the mask? What if you don't have it? What do you do? <laughs> but sometimes that makes it more fun. It's just like I don't know what's going on. I did catch uh, kind of maybe back to JJ's point accidentally here, but I did catch the Pokemon Coliseum run. Uh, it was a race. And thank God it was a race because it allowed for some people to talk. Like there were four people up there talking. Two of them were playing and two of them were commentating. So it was at least a little bit interesting. Um, the kids caught a glimpse of it. I had the TV on uh, and they were like, oh, what's that Pokemon? Um, you know, I, I'm glad to know that people can speed run kind of anything, but like the mechanics of that game are that there are like combinations of th like four characters that are like broken and good basically. And so every mm -hmm. fight is basically the same. Um, so after a little while it was just like, okay, th they're just doing the same moves with the same characters over and over basically. And I know it's more complicated than that, but like from a watching perspective, if you're not like in the middle of that kind of thing, it was a little bit um, flat, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I do have that Mario Maker relay race uh, race to to go watch. I, I have that flagged, but you go. Yeah, I find uh, man, I'm this, who's ready for JJ's boomer take of the week. Boom, hey, boom, old man boom, Krakowski, boom, boom. old man Krakowski. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's um, Pokemon is super boring. <laughs> Just period. Uh, I don't think. I think maybe some the generations system is bad or has been bad the whole time. And I'm just only finally figuring it out. No, you've made this point before. And I think that I agree in that it, and I think Pokemon Arceus tried to solve this problem. I haven't played it yet. I can report back later or we can get Ryan on here. I know he's played it. Um, You, you said this years ago when I had, I've been a Pokemon hater for a long time, but, but, but I said it succinctly before and I'm dragging it out, which is, I said, Oh, I think I want blah, blah, blah game. And you're like, but why? I said, I don't know. Cause it's the new one. It's like, it's this, you said it's the same game. And that's really yeah. the crux of Pokemon's problem is that for most people, they just want the same game with new colors on it. And so I don't think Pokemon is bad. In fact, I have gone back and replayed blue multiple times and it is just as fun because it is extremely simple and it's like pre breeding all your Pokemon and pre uh, like 10,000 extra Pokemon. It's, it's got the original hundred plus it's got right. Like very simple, straightforward go to these six play. I mean, it's, it's a very simple JRPG. Go to these places, beat these people, go beat the final bosses. Yep. Collect things along the way. Here's the limited. Sometimes list. less is more is what you're saying. I am absolutely saying that in Pokemon's case, less was more. And then they didn't really change it past that. So I don't know that it's quote unquote bad. I think it's just aged, very, very aged. And, and they built whatever on top of it and expected it to just keep selling. I mean, people... People I mean, it does really keep have selling been, so. Well, no, I don't know. You mean people were really uh I don't know what a nice word to say dogpiling on uh that sword and shield game. It was just not good, you know? Like they they yeah. the fans of the the game and the genre are just piling on them telling them they're, they're not working at it anymore. They're just packaging the same thing differently. And uh I think that Arceus game I should try and see if because it got pretty good reviews for trying something else. The battle system changed, a whole bunch of other stuff changed. So maybe that was the maybe that was the kick in the pants they needed. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. And I think it bled out into other Pokemon games other than like Pokemon Snap, which was actually pretty ingenious. Um you know, like that, that Coliseum game was just like, hey, do you like Pokemon battling? What if there was nothing else other than battling? It was like, ooh, boy, no, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a. Uh, ooh, now you can battle with point, four Pokemon at a time. It's like, nah, it's the same, though. It's just more. Doesn't sometimes the battle system in every JRPG become the worst part of that game, right? If you play 150 hours of it, by the 130th hour, you're like, do I have to do this battle? 735 hours of <laughs> it. <laughs> Ooh, Andy making the transition for us. Uh, y'all still playing that COTC? I don't know why I said it that way. <laughs> Obviously, I still am too. Well, I know that Andy's still playing at least until Wednesday. Oh, are you thinking I'm going to quit if I don't pull? 
Uh, no, I, you were the one who was talking about the the grind might do it for you. Oh, are the new weapons dropping Wednesday too? Yeah, this oh, this man. this is a huge update on Wednesday. Okay, we'll see. I I'm already a little bit. My mind did, Andy. You're not wrong. My mind glazed over as I attempted to absorb the information about those weapons. <laughs> it was just like at so some DJ. point, at some point, my mind just went like, "Nah." I, I now, was literally now, numb. Here. You should turn this off. As soon as the fortune weapon discussion started, we're talking about champions of the continent. As soon as the first the discussion of soul weapons ended and fortune weapons began, which are still kind of soul weapons, and the explanation of how they were different started. I think I Homer Simpson straight out of my body. <laughs> you you felt your body leave the ethereal or the, to the astral plane, and you were just Doctor Strange looking down on yourself. I don't know, maybe yeah. I just you know I'm, a, I'm more of a floating and dreaming and donut kind of guy, but yeah, yeah, same analogy. Okay, okay. I okay. think you have to. I think you have to realize that that's like a year plus worth of content condensed down into an 18 minute video. So it's it's drinking from a fire hose compared to what it'll actually be like, which is just sort of incremental progress like the game has been to this point. I did read some other reviews that are like, yes, soul weapons are better, even if they try to if even if it sounds bad now. Um, I guess this system exists in other gotchas and it's bad, but like it sounds like the people that play COTC didn't get uninvested in it. We'll see when that uh, board game hits, though. I think that's the major uh oh situation. You don't you don't want to play the COTC Mario Party, not <laughs> super, but with with battles instead, with combat instead of instead of fun mini games. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, all right, yeah, we're we don't have to belabor that point. Uh, I did finally beat Ritu today. I want to toot my own horn there a little. All bit. right, well, who who'd you use? You don't have a debt. I know you don't have a debt. Nope, don't have Odette. Uh, so it was your boy, of course, Cyrus. The theory. Oh, oh. The no, other I actually didn't. No. I, I didn't bring Man. Therion. I may have brought him, though. Therion could work in there. He, yeah, he totally could, right? He's got fire. He's got dagger. The problem is you need people who can deal with the ads. And he can't. Um, I mean, he's got four hit multi-target. Hmm? Oh, the, the AOE target? Yeah, it's got four hit it, multi-target. It's wind. Or it's uh, it's fire, though, right? It's two hit fire all. It, yeah, but you double cast it if you max max it yeah, out. The ads aren't weak to fire. <laughs> one of them it is doesn't weak matter. to ice, the other one is weak to wind. It doesn't matter. Therion's multi-hit fire is AOE two, and it's shield crack. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, but like he can't. That's cool and everything, but like I didn't need him for that. I needed oh, sure. damage I, to kill saying, them. Yeah, I'm saying like you could fit him into any party. Oh, because totally. That totally, thing totally, is totally. shield crack and it does a lot of damage. Yeah, I, it actually was beneficial to have someone who didn't shield crack Ritu so that yeah. I could. This is not, how I did my Tiki early. Right? Yeah, this is the yeah. same, same process with Tiki Lin. Don't break too early, just deal damage without shields. It's a kind of weird it's, concept. Yeah, so your boy Cyrus was the boy uh, yeah. because he could deal with one of the ads who had an ice weakness and then not the other one, but that's fine. And then uh, also could deal with Ritu himself. Uh, it turned out the other person I used was Wrath. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I he like has, that he has an AOE. He has a single target. 
Uh, I like that we collectively, without talking about it, are only calling him Wrath on this podcast. Everyone else in the community calls him that now, so I've just transitioned. I was they calling him just Lars. Change but his name. Just, yeah. I don't, I don't know, know why. They yeah, they won't the at this place. point. But no. they, they definitely won't. But yeah, Michael's right. They should. So dumb. Um, so yeah, it was it was Cyrus and Lars on the top row. The next row was uh, Tiki Len and a backpack. Uh, I think Wingate Eliza. probably. Wow. I don't have Eliza. Otherwise, it would have been. Yeah, Wingate uh, and Barad are your your two typical damage backpacks. Yep, Barad was the other one I had, uh, <laughs> and he was behind. Wait for it, Harley. Yeah, my yeah, boy. That multi-hit uh, wind shave. I ha- I have a one Harley. I guess I might as well do it, right? I uh, I dislike his story and personality, but he sure is actually useful for wind content. He's the the only thing I use him for. I leveled him <laughs> because he has AOE wind spells. It works out good. Yeah. Uh, and then the bottom row is Theo, who is discount Alfin, uh, and Lynette, of course. And yeah, that worked. Um, <laughs> as I was telling Michael, uh, maybe half the team ended up dead. You know, Theo yeah. and Lynette both ate it. Uh, Harley definitely ate it. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. The guy behind him, of course, once, once the, if the people with the backpack die, of course, the backpack is going to die. No, yeah. that guy doesn't have any levels or even it's any funny. good gear. He's dead for sure. It's, it's funny because like most of the like the content creators for the game when they use backpacks you can tell they don't you you can tell they're never going to do anything because they don't even have equipment on them yes <laughs> yep yeah i i put weapons on them just because there's a chance they might get in one hit before they die so i do it <laughs> but they spoiler alert uh barad cast fireball once oh. good job bro and then he died yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, Cyrus and and Lars were more than enough to carry me home. Uh, and Tiki survived most of the fight. Died maybe at the very end. But yeah, uh, that was cool. I felt accomplished. And then I was bummed to find out I don't get any rubies for this. <laughs> no, you don't. The, the arena, you get all the rubies ahead of the last fight. Yeah. But you uh, now know that you can do it whenever they reinstate the race or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I'm several uh, cups ahead because I know I can do Glossom. I know I can do Varkin. I know I can do Ritu now. So if they rerun those, I can get those done while I figure out how to beat Gertrude because I, I can't do Gertrude right now. Oh, yeah. You know, the only one I'm having trouble with is Largo. I can get him down to like a sliver of red health and then the the death wave comes. I definitely have the team for Gertrude. Like I have basically all the characters that people say are the best ones for like the speed kill. The problem is without the awakenings, they can't do the speed kill. And so then as you start subbing out the backpacks, the damage drops off precipitously. (laughs) Uh, And then it doesn't work so hot. So I got to figure something out there. I can. I can send you the link to the Gertrude team that I used. I think I still have it saved. Because I'm pretty sure it's it's all characters that you have. Do you have do you have Hanit? I do. Okay, then you have everyone who I used in my clear. Yeah, but I mean, I have Zanta. Isn't he just better? But you need both. Maybe. I didn't even have Zanta, but so yes. Well, Hanit has a multi hit that uh, uh, Zanta does not. Oh, AOE. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah, so it depends on what you're using it for. Well, Gertrude doesn't care. No, because Gertrude's by herself. Yeah, so that doesn't matter. The gimmick so yeah, there Zanta is, is just, better. just one shield per character per turn. Right, which right. negates the coolest thing about Zanta, which is that five attack. That yeah. does It does one hit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other hits count for damage, but yeah, it's not. 
it's not what you want. Anywho, all right, uh, just checking in there. Uh, I know all of our eyes are probably glazing over after the ridiculous amount of new information we attempted to absorb. Oh man, and the, between between the weapons and now the the patch, uh, it's it's a lot. The game's gonna well, change big no, time. No, we're going from a we're going from a one point to a two point right on the update. So it's a it's a big one. What were they calling this 2.0? This that is 2.0. Mm, big deal. Wow. Okay. I'll probably have to re-download the game. Yeah, they'll, <laughs> they'll make me re-download the game too. Then. They're, I mean, their maintenance is starting two hours early. Oh, dang. Make sure your dailies are done, huh? Yeah, maybe maybe back up your game. Oh, yeah. Mm, good call. Yeah, that's a good, good call. Good call. Well, speaking of backing up, uh, I know uh, I I've thoroughly enjoyed a friend of the pod, Ken, and our discussion last week. Um, even if I didn't get to stay for all of it, I'm very curious where you guys left off on that. Oh, uh, on Willow. Yeah. Uh, so we discussed, I think most of Willow, Willow, I don't know that there's much more to, I don't know, Michael, what we, we, I didn't want to sound too negative, but there was a lot of Willow that is just seemed, let's say it used the word superfluous. Well, I think superfluous is one word, but I think what we got into there at the end that you missed, JJ, was disconnected. Yeah. Mm. That it just, it it didn't seem to, you know, it left a whole lot of dots on the page and it didn't seem to connect all of them. And there were some dots that felt like they weren't part of the picture. Yeah. Just some and, guy wrote a story and it was over there, not well, related. And a lot of it seemed like it wasn't there to be picked up in season two or three. There's definite dots and like direct connections where you're like, well, got to find out about this guy in the upside down. By the way, I forgot to mention that yesterday or last week was like, remember when I was saying like, uh, I think he, the, um, the writer of this seems like he took notes from kind of everywhere and shoved them all in there. You know, it was like, well, you know, David Lynch does this type of thing and, uh, uh, James Gunn does this type of thing, and this guy does this type of thing, and even in the end of the show includes like you know what's popular is Stranger Things. We should have an upside down in this show, just like a straight up real, like alternate, like fall through the ground, you're upside down thing. Michael, is it literal or not literal? I mean, <laughs> spoil it for me. I don't care. I'm not. Wa- I'm not watching the show. Not after the uh, shellacking it got last week. Some someone fell through a door and then they were in the upside down. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> but uh, there's probably more to unpack here, though, right? Like the the sort of you know the the I mean, this is happening not just with Disney stuff, right? All the streaming companies are taking like good shows away. Oh, you mean in uh, unpacking the streaming problem? Yeah, there's a lot yeah. to unpack that we didn't even get to at all last week, which is like, yeah. Uh, so let me th- roll some math out for you here. Let's see. If I buy Willow on Blu-ray, it's like maximum thirty dollars, right? And Disney Plus you think they're is making like, a Blu-ray of this. Andy, come on, they did. They go, did go online, man. Wow, I'm shocked that happened. There are people okay. that they can't reach with streaming, right? And so if you go on to, uh, well, I I would assume it's an official Blu-ray. However, yeah, Willow2022Blu-ray.com. 
do 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 clicking on it to make sure it's a real thing because blu-ray.com doesn't list bootlegs yeah i mean uh you know i can't quite tell if it's real there or are not. a lot of listings on ebay yeah ebay is an interesting sure how question, i feel right? about is that, that is that a region free disc maybe okay i mean there's a, <laughs> this is a listing on amazon that's slightly more reputable than ebay sure yeah. yeah not a lot necessarily not necessarily but uh, anyway uh let's yeah let's get to our point here let's let's say other than maybe streaming this exact show right like a movie blu-ray okay. these days costs I, I mean, 18 18 bucks and a show is like 30 and i know for a fact for a this fact is at walmart target and barnes and noble it has to be real okay so i also know for a fact that all those star trek shows are on blu-ray all of them right that one i believe I, I know it. I know Discovery has hit Blu-ray. I know Picard has hit Blu-ray. So the 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 prospect of these streaming things is like in one year they want you to spend fifteen dollars a month times twelve, one hundred eighty bucks a year, right? But if you only watch, let's say, three shows on each of these services, and they charge thirty dollars for a season, that's ninety dollars, right? And now I get to have it in my house, and and so the their their argument is. We have to take these things offline to afford them. Right. That's what Disney's saying is they need to offline these things to be able to afford to, to right. keep oh, their service process profitable. We can't pay these royalties. Oh, no. But the royalties for it. So, so whatever their deals are on the back end, that that's their argument, is starting to make less and less sense for the consumer end. Right. So there's like some sort of weird disconnect happening where like, uh, should we head back to physical media because this streaming thing doesn't work? Because... I had to watch Willow eight hours of it in a week because they said, oh, it's done after this. It's going offline. And the the prospect of that is you want me to stay subscribe, subscribe to your thing like Paramount Plus. Right. I have fallen behind on Star Trek because guess what just started? Strange New Worlds. Oh, well, I haven't finished Picard season three yet. So, gosh, I hope I, all that stays online. I haven't started. Yeah. Um, For long enough for me to do it. Otherwise maybe I quit my streaming and just buy them when they come out on the Blu-ray and then watch it at my leisure and then have it in my house in case I ever want to rewatch it. That's to, that's, that's to start the argument with, uh, the legal options. I guess the, the, the cost is the thing, right? Like how many of these shows are you actually watching and how many months of this streaming thing are you paying for? And if you're not watching a show a month, is this thing, you know, making its money worth? Right. Add up all the streaming things you pay for. I mean, Michael, I know you you have a good streaming stable, right? Like you you guys watch a good amount of streaming services. Yeah, although you know the in part because of the cost, some of them are shared. Oh, that's a good point. Don't don't tell right. Netflix. Yeah, I have, yeah. we we do that, and yeah, I mean it's a it's a thing. Like, why would you pay for all of these yourself? You never watch them a lot of them right it's like you know even the you know apple has a bunch of good shows recently but even it has stuff where it's like half the year where there's nothing i'm interested in seeing oh there's definitely now like a break i'm turning my apple tv off next week until for all mankind comes back ted lasso just ended like ended ended they don't have any new movies that i want to watch that i haven't watched already and there's no for all mankind for another couple months, so there's fifteen dollars a month. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, pause. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so like would I have been better off just buying the Blu-ray discs of these things? Would we be better off assembling our own cabinets of libraries of of discs to just send off to each other? I I mean, I understand the like technology is changing and, and, uh, and therefore like buying discs is kind of passe. I, I love the fact that I don't have a cabinet full of discs anymore. Right. Like it's gone. It's, it's all gone. But, and like, I, I don't need to rebuy them all in 4k because you know, you don't keep, want to keep keeping up with, with that kind of baloney. But at the same time, if you want to stream 4k with HBO or Netflix, they charge you more. Yep. What, where, where there's gotta be some sort of uh give and take with the consumer side of this. I understand that there's corporate yeah, the, needs the, the, and profits there and is all a, that sort of stuff. But there is there is a take. It's them taking from you <laughs> to give to themselves. You, and you giving That's the only money. way it works. Yeah. Give them money, they take, and you uh, you give. That's how it works. Yeah. Now Andy, we could we could try and solve your problem by starting a business where you collect large numbers of these Blu-rays in one place and people can come rent them from you. Hmm. I don't know about the rentals, man. I don't, hmm, 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 hmm. Maybe you, or maybe what you if you make started it a more convenient and just mail them to people? Oh, yeah, damn it. That. He got there first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going there. <laughs> oh, I seated the ground and I should have plowed forward. Gosh, he got there. Yeah. Just, just like, you know, you could say that maybe, you know, you would go into a store where you could buy things for like best prices and they would have lots of things. I won't ever shop there. Whole, whole rows of DVDs and things of that nature. Anyone that claims to have the best version of a price of something where you can purchase it is a place where uh, or I can't shop. No, Mm-mm. false advertising. Just, yeah, it, probably true. Uh, that it is false advertising anyway uh it is it is a bit ridiculous and you know the the other thing is that all these streaming services would how far off the price of cable are you yeah not well very mm, it's a good if you point. subscribe to all of them like you're supposed to <laughs> yeah well there's a question though that some of these sound like they may not renew their cable agreements at a certain point and I wonder what people that are unable to figure out streaming will do if that is the case. Well, ESPN's talking about it. That was the big news recently. ESPN, yeah, loudly talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, going off cable because right now the the, the numbers, numbers don't, don't work sense. on like who's subsidizing what. Well, ESPN is the one that like they have always gotten the cable monopolies to pony up for, right? They ESPN threatens to go, and the cable company says, "Yes, please give us money. Here you go, ah, please." Um, but even ESPN these days doesn't have all the stuff. If you want, like, like if you want live sports, right, which is the thing that cable has traditionally been good at, ESPN doesn't have most of them anymore. It's other places that have it. You know, MLB games are never on ESPN or rarely. If they're on MLB's streaming service, MLB streaming service or a bunch of other weird local channels. Or you're going to be watching, you want to watch the NBA on, that's not on ESPN, right? MLS is is on Apple TV. MLS is all over the place. You know, that football is all over the place, but not ESPN. Typically they get one game a week and it's Monday. 
you know, it's, it's a, uh, hmm, hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, the only thing they do have though, Andy is F1. And so we got to mention, Hey, uh, still they also have F1 TV that I am a subscriber to, and I don't need cable for that either. Hmm. How's that? How are you liking it? F1 TV. Great. It's yeah. uh, it replaces all the baloney of trying to find like if you want highlights from each session, you don't need to go on their YouTube. You can find a higher res version of it with no ads right there in. So like they have it sorted by like big tiles on the front of the app. And it's like, look, here's the Spanish GP that just happened. Uh, Tap on it. Cool. OK, here's all the sessions. Just tap on those if you want. You want the do you want the full qualifying of everything do you want the 30 minute qualifying or do you want the five minute qualifying same for the race it's like do you want the full race the 30 minute the five minute what do you want that's cool who are the yeah. announcers uh it's the I sky guess they have multiple. it's the sky announcers is it okay the, the good one the okay. good ones <laughs> well i was just wondering if they had other announcers because there are like other other people that do those announcers for other countries i think so i didn't know if it was a different thing it's the good ones are they the good ones? <laughs> I enjoy them. Did you watch the full race? Uh, no, I watched the highlights because I was out during the race. Because they certainly wouldn't have put this in the highlights. Uh-oh. Uh, one of the commentators is an older gentleman, Mr. Brundle. Uh, said a thing you probably shouldn't say about an ethnicity. Oh, and no. That was a... He didn't use... He used one of those old words that is racist now <laughs> and was then too, but it was okay back then somehow. Uh-oh. Uh, and we had, you could tell uh, as soon as he said it, he knew he screwed up, but that's not okay. Why were you saying it? It's already too late by then. Yeah. Um, and so that's not going to show up in any highlight packages. I wondered if they had scrubbed it from the stream. It's possible. I wonder if I go back to the main, just the full race, if it's even there anymore. It's probably not there anymore either. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was just like a, you know, totally an offhand comment. And like, th- it was about nothing. Like, you know, it's like, oh, these drivers are three different nationalities all following each other. That's interesting. Is it? In F1? <laughs> Is that interesting? Like, are there even two drivers of the same nationality on the grid? I guess there's a there's a few oh, different yeah, people from England. A bunch of English but drivers, like, a bunch of German drivers. That's not, is this a is this an interesting thing to comment on? You could just you could have just said nothing. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, oops. Uh, oops. Yeah, I wonder. Mm. Uh, that's, uh, the, the thing you know, was, it, sorry, this is kind of everywhere. The one here. Well, this is kind of everywhere. I I talked about it in that Willow thing last week. Like, people are just airheaded sometimes. Like, they put that Dire Straits song in there. And, um, you know, if you know about that Dire Straits song, you'd be like, why is this in a show that uh, celebrates, you know? Sure, yeah. Relationships. Uh, If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up. Educate yourself a little bit. The song, I understand, right? It's got a sweet guitar riff. Um, mm-hmm. the edited version just fine, but like, man, maybe yeah. Okay, well, Martin Brumble, huh? Whoops. Uh, yeah. The the Spanish GP. You watch the highlights. Um, not not what I not what we wanted. I guess right. The first half was pretty good. I would say. Yeah. Weird. Um. 
weird what what happened with Merc popping up, you know? Yeah, they got the they got those upgrades in, man. That's what yep. it is. It's gotta be. The Ferrari upgrades didn't go so well, apparently. And Checo Perez crashed in qualifying, so he was last. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The uh you know, it was kind of sad that Monaco was a more interesting race. That's that's sad. It is a little sad. But that's what happens when you have like the thing starts out with who blocked a bunch of people in qualifying and was it Gasly? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just Gl- Gasly like, blocked a couple of people, I think. Yep. Seemed like no one was just interested in racing, really, almost. Like Haas didn't seem interested in racing. I don't know. There was a lot. Yeah. There was a lot of passing going on in the beginning. And then like once they sort of sorted into the proper order or the order that it was going to be for this race, then it was kind of like, all right, we're done today. Let's let's finish the last 30 laps, chaps, and then we'll all go home. Yeah. That's really what it felt like. Actually. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. It was like, no, we're good. This everyone's happy with this. Like, Oh, okay. I'm not, but okay. I, the viewer, I'm not, but sure, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The highlights were early in the race and then the race was just like and there's max verstappen coming home winning it by 20 plus seconds you're like all right not as per usual look man it it's gonna happen the only thing that could change it is if you put him in a haas sure you know i would laugh at someone is gonna try it sometime and like be like okay let's give max a bad car and put him up against someone who's like medium in a good car and then watch max still win oh he would shred him (laughs) guaranteed yeah that yeah it's at this point clear right it it just is what it is he's that much yeah. better we and just have to wait six more years to, until he gets his run of championships right well it just happens to be that like he's in the best car clearly and even if he wasn't in the best car if he was in the top four cars he'd still be fighting for the front every race yeah um it's just somebody's just dialed in. They're dialed in. It seems to be like, I guess. Well, Spain. Man. It's it's a bummer when the drama is off the track. It really is. Especially when we're talking about not even it's, things It's sad, like, too, because I, I, I like, like who the, cheated the rules or whatever, you know? Yeah, because, like, I like the resurgent Fernando Alonso and, like, the memes of him being all nice to people and stuff, which is <laughs> fun because he's, he's famously a jerk. Yeah. I I mean, what's, what's, you know, who's ending up on Ferrari? That's the only drama left, Ooh, right? Yeah. It, I, I feel at some point they fired everyone on the team. What else can they do? <laughs> oh. Who'd want to right. work there uh, now, you know? Dude, yeah, no, absolutely not, right? Like, ah, yes, this this ship that seems to be on fire on the horizon, that's where I would like to plant my flag and, and produce my racing career. I mean, no. there are there are <laughs> firefighters that enjoy their job in that analogy. Uh, you know, it is Ferrari still. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe the there are people out there who have a connection to the, you know, the Ferrari brand and the Ferrari, I don't know what else racing legacy and stuff that that just doesn't work for us new fans or something right it could be i mean it's, it's all right it's just yeah man yeah, it is what it is we know uh folks we know out there we know you want to send us emails 
Uh, oh yeah, we we're gonna do an email show. We've talked about doing it. We're doing it. Just get, not last today, chance though. Yeah, yeah. Last chance. Three yeah. DS stories, fake slash real JoJo names, comments on Willow or streaming. Oh man, I forgot you're still watching JoJo's, Andrew. How are you? How are you liking that? <laughs> uh, I I I haven't been speedily watching it. I'm sort of still in the the World War II arc of the show. Okay, okay. Uh, but I am still enjoying it. It just is a time constraint problem. I'm also slowly rewatching all the Rocky movies. So it's kind of like pinging back and forth between a couple episodes of that, a, a half a Rocky movie, you know. There's something thematic about that that goes between those. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is. Maybe I'm thinking about something. Yeah. Okay, okay. All right, cool, cool. Uh, so folks that want to send us those, Michael, where can they send those? They can send those to podcast at weweregamers.com. Uh, yeah, get your get your emails in before next week. Yes. Uh, we want to hear from you out there. So, Oh, and apologies to everyone that the podcast was a little late last week. It was kind of a nutso week for me, uh, as, as the end of the school year is. So thanks for your patience over the next couple weeks as summer starts. We think there's going to be any video games announced this year at not E3. No, they all yeah. they all announced them at the last conference. If they were going to announce anything, or they'll do it as part of their uh, their individual events that they hold over the summer. Sony oh, I just mean, like it Sony feels just like this had summer a thing. isn't going to. That's what I mean. Sony's thing was like here's Spider Man two and kind of nothing else. No, I'm, they announced that Halo that not Halo uh, Bungie marathon game and a bunch of other stuff andrew are you gonna play a live service game is that what you're gonna do i mean don't we already play one you gonna play another live service game you got time for <laughs> two or three in your life no i can't even i haven't even picked up halo infinite yet and i actually want to play that game oh i read a i read a clip uh, a sound bite earlier today speaking of of sony and releasing things I, as I do every so often, I went looking for if there's any news on uh, Horizon Forbidden West being released on PC and found an article from one of the higher ups at Sony from a week or two ago where he was saying that they they wanted to maintain some spacing between the releases, the exclusive releases on PS5 and releases on other platforms uh, to be fair to their fan base and that they had quote-unquote, talked to the fans and gotten the feedback that two years seemed like a fair amount of time for things to be exclusive, which to me I read and I just understand that to mean this is where the accountants told us the profitability starts to dwindle. Uh, I'm sure they didn't talk to all the fans because there's definitely some fans who would have said, why are we putting it out on the console exclusively in the first place? And then there are also fans who are like, why are you putting it out on the PC at all? So (laughs) I don't know that the fans were the ones who made those decisions. Yeah. It's like, don't don't try and attribute this to the fans. That's not what's driving your decision making process. Yeah, there's definitely a uh, 
a profit and a uh, hype line that cross each other at some point. And they go, <laughs> here is where the PC will be released. <laughs> mm-hmm. The profit and hype lines. Interesting. Right? I mean, it's like brand awareness and cost. At really? Some point, I mean, right? like, you're only like, talking oh, about like one year, nine go. months before you start advertising that it's coming out, you know, two years. Although you think right, about it, it's like, what's their current deal? It's like, it's on PS5 first, then it goes to Epic exclusive, and then it goes out. So it's really more like four years. Those Epic exclusives aren't doing it, though. Epic isn't doing them that much anymore. And Epic, also, they're Epic not like doing good numbers. Yeah, Epic ain't doing it anymore well, you, because... I was going to say, you got to wonder, is it that the publishers aren't doing that, that with Epic anymore? I wouldn't. Yeah. they They had a chance. Right. When they were handing out free money, people were taking the free money. Right. Because they could always just release on Steam later or, you know, other marketplaces. But they've stopped handing the free money out. And so it's just like doing exclusive with us, the smaller storefront. Yeah. Why? (laughs) I mean, I don't I don't know, man. Uh, They lose hundreds of millions of dollars on the Epic Game Store every year. And I don't understand how it's just like all Fortnite funding it. For and I mean, Fortnite makes who, a lot of money. I know, but like, who at the company is like, yes, we lost six hundred million dollars on the Epic Store. That's I think cool. they are also funding development of some games, right? And so the games whose development they fund then end up exclusive to their store for some amount of time or well, that's fine. Just but like, because... they, I mean, they report their loss, right? And they report their oh, yeah. loss. I don't know. Well, you know it. Epic still wins even when you don't release on their store if you make a game in Unreal, so. I don't know. Maybe they're not losing any money anymore. The last time I heard that, that was like two years ago. So maybe now they're making money. Maybe they turned a corner. I don't know. Business accounting is like 80% smoke and mirrors, I feel. You can have a a business account until you lost hundreds of millions and be like, and the stock price goes up because that's a good thing. I don't know. Everyone gets bonuses. Stock price went up. Who cares about profitability? Yeah. All I right. Mean, it's funny because uh, they say they make money, but then they say they lose money. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We made $820 million, but that means we lost $600 million. It's like, wait, what? Stop. Start over. You spent $1.4 billion on this? How does Fortnite make that much money? A question you should ask the regulators about gambling. Hmm. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that Fortnite does loot box stuff, so maybe that wouldn't work out. Anywho. No, I don't know what they... Yeah. They don't have a ranked People mode. tell us... If people <laughs> want to tell us about Fortnite stuff, you, you no, email. Don't know. Email. I'm, I don't I'm know anything about it. Straight to the trash bin. I don't care. <laughs> email it so that Andy has some emails to move to the trash. He feels bad. So so go ahead and do that. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. We're at We Were Gamers, and we're on uh, YouTube, right? YouTube.com slash at We Were Gamers. That's correct. Come on. Find us on all those places, folks.